Hi, I'm Paddy Scalzo, and I welcome you to today's edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Coming from Shi'ar Jeshub, Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. We are continuing a sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority, focusing on the New Testament office of the teacher. In our last program, my husband was examining the teaching ministry of Ezra, the priest and scribe, as background from the Old Testament. And when we left off, he was reading from the account in Nehemiah chapter 8. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And Ezra blessed the Lord, in verse 6, the great God. Then all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands, and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. He blessed the Lord, the great God. All the people answered, Amen and Amen. They lifted up their hands, and they bowed with heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So before the teaching is given, as the book is opened, they start with a time of worship. Worship is given first before the instruction. I think it's important in church services to have a time of worship. I think it's a great idea to have worship in a time of communion before you actually have the sermon because it prepares our hearts to receive the Word of God. Here they're worshiping God, they're praising God, Ezra's blessing the Lord, his great God. And then it says, and also Yeshua, Buni, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akab, Shabbatai, Hodijah, Maasiah, Kelida, Ariah, Jazabad, Hanan, Peliah, the Levites and the Levites. These were men that are assisting him, and the Levites helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So he has assistance as he's instructing them. There are individuals that are also helping to instruct the people, and you see the Levites are part of that. The Levites helped the people to understand the law, and the people stood in their place. So, verse 8, very important. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God. They read distinctly. They read clearly. And they gave the sense. They gave the meaning. And they helped them, they helped the people to understand the reading. Ezra gives this reading. These others are there to help the people, and they're explaining it. They read distinctly. So if you have some type of tradition where the Word of God can only be said in a different language, that you don't understand, that's not teaching the people. How many times over the centuries in church history, people never heard the Word of God because they, they did not understand the Word of God. It wasn't clear to them. It was not distinct to them. It was in a different language. That's not the way you teach about the Lord. That was done to hide the Word of God from the people. That's one of the problems I have with just the King James Version today because the language has changed so much from the time that it was written that some of the words have taken on different meanings and it can become hard to read the Word of God clearly. 
and there's a benefit to having a modern translation, though, again, we've talked about how some of the modern translations have gone off from the accepted texts, whereas the King James is based upon the Byzantine text as the New King James is. But it's important to have it in your language. It's important for missionaries today, when they go out to foreign countries, to translate the Bible into a language the people understand. Because you have to hear it. Faith comes by hearing. You have to hear it clearly. You have to understand it. And the purpose of the teacher is to read it distinctly, to give the sense, right? He gave the sense. He gave the meaning of it to try to help the person understand what's being said. If they don't have a background in the whole Bible the way the teacher has, the job of the teacher is to give the background, to give the sense, the meaning of it, and to help the people understand the reading. He gives the context of it, and then he hopefully gives the Spirit-anointed understanding of it. What did the Holy Spirit mean when he gave this commandment, this statute? Three things necessary in good teaching. And what's the purpose? That the people, verse 7, help the people to understand. Verse 8, help them to understand. That's the purpose, to help the listeners understand the scriptures. That's, that's the job of the scribe, the teacher. And Nehemiah, verse 9, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept, when they heard the words of the law. They taught the people. And the Hebrew word there is to separate mentally, to distinguish, to discern, to perceive, to deal wisely sometimes is translated to understand. They help their minds to separate out, to distinguish, to discern. One of the most difficult problems if you speak to young Christians, they can be on fire for the Lord and they just love knowing that Jesus Christ is real. But when it gets into different areas of the scriptures, it's hard for them to discern because they haven't read enough, they haven't prayed enough, they haven't listened to enough sermons. And the job of the teacher is to help the mind be in a position to rightly divide the word of truth, to discern it, to separate mentally, to perceive it clearly. That's the call in the office of the teacher that the church is edified, that the saints, the saints can discern and see clearly the things of God, that they can separate mentally his instructions even in complicated areas. So, so Nehemiah, Ezra the priest, the Levites who taught the people, said to the people, this day is holy. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then they said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. There should be an action that comes from the teaching to help. Help those for whom nothing is prepared. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went 
their way to eat and drink, send portions and rejoice greatly. Because why? Why did they rejoice greatly? Because they understood the words that were declared to them. You need clear understanding of the word of God in the church. The church cannot build without clear understanding of the word of God. You need the prophecy, the utterance of God, and you need someone that can clearly discern and teach the word of God. Necessary. These people had many teachers there with the purpose of making them understand, helping them understand the word of God. And to think so much time in church history was spent with very little teaching to the people, all the people assembled, right? The men, the women, anyone that had understanding of the language assembled. And so much of church history, only a few could study. Only a few could have knowledge. And there are cultic offshoots of that today. When all the people should be brought to an understanding. They rejoiced because they understood the word of God. That's the importance of the office of the teacher. In the New Testament, the teacher instructs and imparts knowledge and information concerning God's word. There's instruction in the faith, and that's essential to spiritual growth. There needs to be true teaching, true doctrine. We tend to think about doctrine or teaching as something very stagnant and old and hidden because it was made that way in church history. It was made something hidden but it's the pure teaching of the Word of God. Everyone should know the pure teaching of the Word of God, that the Christian church can be built up. It's essential. I don't want to make too sharp a distinction, but there is a difference between preaching or the proclamation of the gospel to the non-believer, preaching, and teaching. Though teachers, teachers will often be called to preach, and to do both uh, teaching and preaching. And a matter of fact, you can have teaching and preaching overlapping in a sermon, even as you have teaching and preaching overlapping in the epistles, the letters of the apostles. But those familiar only with preaching might be confused by solid Bible teaching. It can be different. The end result is the same that Jesus Christ is given glory as the head of all things. But depending on the topic, there is a serious weight upon the room following an anointed teaching. Even as the people here, they wept, they, they mourned because they heard the word of the Lord. They know it's serious. They know it's holy. There's a revelation of the holiness of God, the holiness of Christ, the solemnness of the calling to be his disciple. Their eyes are open to see how everything works. We Get, as we study the Word of God, we get a glimpse into the mind of God. Uh, so obviously the church needs a proclamation of the gospel and the teaching of the Word. They're both necessary, critical, essential for the church to grow. In the New Testament times, the Jewish people would often show respect to a teacher of the law by calling him rabbi. It was a title of honor that meant my teacher, my master. It was a term of dignity given by Jews to their distinguished teachers. The word rabbi has at its core a Semitic root, rab, 
meaning great or head, my great one, literally is what rabbi means. Uh, if you look in the Gospel of John, John chapter 3 and verse 25, then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you beyond the Jordan, to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are coming to him. So John was called the rabbi. This was a common practice in Jesus' day to give this title of honor. And look how John responds here. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. The bride, the church, belongs to the bridegroom, Christ, On our website at shiarjashub.org, you will find Pastor Greg's series on Christian marriage. And there is a link to Pastor's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Besides the hundreds of radio programs, you will find a link to our Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. We live stream the Sunday message at 10.30 a.m., and then the programs are left up on the channel for viewing at your convenience. You have access to free, in-depth Bible studies 24-7. And again, our website is shiarjashub.org.